from Commander's Palace Restaurant in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch. On this edition of Out to Lunch, Tim Williamson, co-founder and CEO of the Idea Village, is sitting in for Peter Raschuti. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, and welcome to the show. I am Tim Williamson, and I'm very excited today to be hosting the show while Peter is busy being an economist. He's attending a meeting in Pittsburgh and that he couldn't get, it, get out of even for a lunch at Commander's. Other parts of the country just don't have their priorities right. I'm going to take this opportunity today to introduce you to a couple of very different but equally fascinating entrepreneurs. My lunch guests are Simone Bruni, probably better known around the world as the Demo Diva, and Taylor Guyen, the Shower Man, founder and CEO of Hydrotherapy Products Spa Workshop. Simone and Taylor, great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Great to be here. Thank you. First, Simone, I'm sure, uh, I'm not sure if color pink uh, has always been associated with uh, uh, the demolition business. <laughs> All over the city, we see your pink dumpsters, your TV commercials, you and your pink hard hat <laughs> and a wrecking ball and giant jaws smash and destroy buildings. But from our earliest childhood, we think of women as nurturers and builders and guys as destructive. You've obviously made a conscious choice to play against that stereotyping, but it looks like you're having a lot of fun. How much fun are you having being the demo diva? <laughs> Too much fun in the demolition business. Um, I did not expect this business to snowball and become what it has become. And proudly to say almost a, a little New Orleans icon, but when I started after Katrina, I branded myself with the hot pink just to separate myself from the, the boys, and it caught fire. And now, you know, we're rolling up and down the streets of Toledano, as one of you said you saw me on today, and South Jeff Davis. So pink has really set me apart, so I owe a lot to pink. So why this business? I mean, what did you see? What was the opportunity you saw, and why did you get into this business? Well, uh, ironically, I got into the business because I wanted to nurture. It was right after Katrina, and I, I came into the business solely for the emotional reason of wanting to rebuild New Orleans. I wanted to be holding hands with that person on their front lawn and making this decision of coming home. It was a total fluke that I fell into that I realized demolition was the first step to rebuilding, and it was a very highly emotional decision, and I realized that women would be the best one there to help, you know, kind of console and help families. So when I, when I named the company Demo Diva, I was targeting women. And beautifully so, it was not just women. It was an entire devastated community that trusted me. And men and women hired me. So it's, it's been fantastic. Well, w women are rebuilding the city, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, yes. now, Taylor, from the beginning of time, Thank you. even before there were human beings, <laughs> every animal on earth has been immersed themselves in water. Bathing is probably as primal as eating. For humans, over the years, our relationship with water has taken on both a psychological and spiritual context, from baptism to hot tubs. <coughs> At Spa Workshop, you've developed a product that takes our human relationship with water to a whole new level. Hydrotherapy is a marriage of sophisticated technology with our primal pleasure of water. <laughs> what a great <laughs> way to introduce you. <laughs> Taylor, how much therapy can a shower really deliver? Really? <laughs> well, the, you're right. I mean, when you, when you look historically, 
uh, the Romans would travel to Vichy or Baden-Baden in Europe just to take the baths, just to take the waters there. And so there, there has been, um, there, there's been benefit that, that people have found and the people that can get to water to, to uh, engage the water and, and get the benefits from it. And bathing is certainly one of those things. Now, when you go to these places like Vichy or Baden-Baden, they have developed systems and processes that deliver water to your body in a shower form, right? And so if you've ever heard of the Vichy shower, that's one example of that. And what they have found is that if you deliver different temperatures to your body at the same time and different pressures, that you can create real physiological effects in your body. You can increase circulation. You can stimulate circulation. You can, uh, it can be, have a detoxing effect. Right, it can calm you, it can do muscle tension relief. And depending on how you direct that water depends on what, what benefit and what effect it has. So what a shower does is it, is it delivers very precise and directed and intentional hydrotherapy. And it isn't always the same effect. It depends on how it's applied to your body. So how does this work? So I walk, I, I take off my clothes, jump in the shower. <laughs> How, is it a computer? How does this thing work? Okay, so imagine a shower that has lots of shower heads all around you, right? And uh, like 18 shower heads all around you. And it's divided into different zones. Okay, so imagine, so some shower heads hit your lower leg, some hit your upper leg, some hit your lower torso, upper torso, shoulders, and overhead. And there is a computer that controls each of those zones that I just described. And in each of those zones, we can deliver a different temperature and a different pressure at the same time. So, for example, you could have cool water on your legs and warm water on your upper body. You could have soft pressure on your calves, and you could have hard pressure on your, uh, on your lower back. And, and then we can change those in each zone every 10 seconds. So now we've created you know, what, what some people have called you know, hydrogymnastics. Right, where it's a very dynamic experience. And because a computer can do it so accurately and so quickly, we are now embarking in an area where we're able to deliver hydrotherapy that's never been, been able to be delivered before. You know, it sounds like we're, we're having a show where I see a merger of our entrepreneurs. We, we, you know, <laughs> Simone, you, you, your employees are out every day tearing things down, getting dirty. And Taylor, you could just wash them up. I can put them in the shower. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, yeah. That's right. I can recover your, your demo people, right? <laughs> so in an effort to do that, we're going to do so, the next part of our show where we ask you guys questions. You know, are you right. alike? Are you similar? And how do we come together? Um, so... We're going to ask a question, and you each get to answer it, and you got to be honest, straight up. These are going to be interesting questions. But first, um, who's your hero, Simone? Who's your hero? Oh, that's a really good uh, question. Um, and, I'm, and I sincerely mean this. Um, my dad has been a real influence in my life. Um, my dad is from Brazil, and um, he came from a very poor background. Um, he grew up in the interior of Brazil, um, I don't want to say in poverty, but very close to being poor, um, eight kids in one house, and it's one of those stories. Um, basically educated in one schoolhouse, he made it through uh, college and went on to medical school. He got a scholarship here in the United States for postgraduate studies in um, medicine. He is now a doctor, and um, the thing that my dad taught us, as um, and my, my brothers, were, was uh, humility. Taylor, who's your, your hero? I, I'd have to say, I mean, staying on the family thing, my, my, um, 
My hero is my grandmother, uh, who was born in 1910 in Ohio and grew up through the Depression. And, uh, she just passed away a few years ago at 99 years old, had six children. And her, she was dedicated to uh, education and helping people. In West Virginia, she created a program called Keep a Child in School, and, um, and that program still exists today. And it was about helping families that children were not going to school, that lived in very rural West Virginia and helping them get educated. It resonates with me that how important education is and, and trying to continue those patterns and, and those gifts that she gave so many people. You know, education, I just kind of jumped on what you're saying about education. It is the key out of any situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the key out of poverty. It's the key out of um, trials and tribulations, if just the little that you can know. I agree. I agree. What's also behind every great entrepreneur is a mentor. I mean, mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. who inspired you. And, and mentoring is so incredible. And what's important with mentoring is, is when you make mistakes. So, uh, Simone, what is the worst decision you've ever made? Oh, <laughs> Where did you just mess it up? G-A-W-D, God. Lord have mercy. And I just settled this horrible <laughs> mistake uh, two weeks ago. So, um, you know, naive naivete I was think is my probably one of my mistakes is that um trusting people in business that you um shouldn't and um I was not my I did not have a business background uh, um I'm more wired in rah-rah shishkumba and uh about three or four years ago I partnered with somebody in a marketing situation when I've built my own marketing, I am my own brand, and I didn't need the help of this person and um, made, a, made a decision to, you know, use them as, as a lead source and um, pay the price. You know, they didn't reflect my philosophy, and then I had to extricate myself from that situation. And I find that, and, um, but I, I had a little mentor, and, and in the middle of all this, I would get up really early in the morning, like 5 a.m., and I was so stressed out, and i go to Starbucks. Lo and behold, I met an 87-year-old man at Starbucks, retired in construction, and he became my mentor, yeah. and he encouraged me, and he said, he really taught me. He said, look, you can't let this get into your psyche. You've got to, like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and um, he had a big lawsuit, you know, 30 years or so ago, and he won it, and he, he helped me and mentored me through my own problem here, mm -hmm. and um, I think that whether we can beat ourselves up in our mistakes, but it, the battle's in the mind. Yeah. And, and you, you know, learn from each of them, yeah. Kind of surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Taylor, when did you mess it up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's like little things, you know, along the way. I don't have one big hit, uh, luckily. Um, but I, uh, there was one client I had in particular where uh, I actually was kind of going out of, kind of going out on a limb to help them further. And uh, so I was maybe giving them more services than I expected to. And, and unfortunately, it wasn't a person that was gracious for that. It was, it was somebody who was going to hold me responsible for things that I was going out of my way for. And I think that, um, and I think th that's a tough lesson, right? Because you want to go up and beyond what, what you're doing for a client. And you want to be there for the client. But at the same time, you've got to keep that in check to be sure that that the client understands that, you know, it's, y you also have to keep in bounds of what you're responsible for, right? And, and so I, uh, 
I had to, I had to kind of very patiently and very kind of um, in a very directed way go kind of step by step to bring them up to speed and let them realize that I, you know, th that these were extra things I was doing for them and that, you know, that, <laughs> you know, you can't hold me, you know, you, you can't hold me responsible yeah. for that. I can't be liable for that. Do you, you know what I mean when yeah, I say I that? I, I do. I think that sometimes, you know, I think transparency is a, is a strength, but sometimes being transparent can also, vul yeah. And you, and unless about you, trust, yeah. right, right. Mm -hmm. It is about trust. Ultimately it is. And, right. and unless you're line iteming, line iteming that, that work or that service to the client, they, th it's an expectation. Right. And, um, it's like, well, wait, you know, wasn't this part of your deal all along? Right. So I have found that I need to, you know, really set parameters around things that I do and. And then it makes the customer feel better. If you start saying, well, you know what? This was our agreement, or this is generally what I do, and I did this extra for you. I want yeah. you to understand that. Right. So it is about trust. You know, I have to suggest, I'm sorry. The, um, you know, I think the best, you know, great projects come from great clients, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, and that comes from a trusting relationship, like you mentioned, Tim. So... I mean, entrepreneurs, I think, change the world are critical to everything. But I also, I think you guys see what you do differently than what people think you do. So um, what part of your job gives you the most satisfaction? I mean, you know, what you do every day, what really gets you excited about why you do it? Is it to rip down houses and to put power jets on somebody? What, re what really about what you do gets you excited? You know, it's um, – I, uh, I had some – I had some people here who were helping me with my business, and they had a chance to try the shower, uh, a, a prototype version that I have here in New Orleans. And the greatest pleasure is once they once they try the shower and they and they come out of the shower and seeing the reaction and seeing the pleasure it brought them, that's what it's about for me. That's that's where I'm. You know, it makes me feel great that I can give. These, you know, give give people that experience the shower um, an experience that was unexpected and delightful, and something that, you know, has has changed them. Maybe for that moment, maybe for a longer time. <laughs> it's medicinal what it you're is, doing. It can be. Yeah. It can be, and I think so. It it's that's the part that's very satisfying for me is the is the enjoyment that it brings other people. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, initially it was sort of the. Um, the aspect of being touching lives. It was very emotional after Hurricane Katrina. We're six years out. There is no more emotion in it. And now it's this um, energy in the air of revitalization in the city. So whether it's just a blighted house in a neighborhood, that gets me excited because you know that it's not going to be a drug user prostitute or whatever hiding out in a house. And, and young children can walk past this particular house. Um, gosh, I have so many stories of this, exactly this, where people say, you know, they were hiding out there. There were gunshots in the house just last week. We come in, we take it down. Now it's a big sunny lot. But on, from a grander scale, a bigger scale, I am so proud to be part of New Orleans history at this time. I did not imagine that I would have um, this sort of footprint in our city's history of just running around town. To be in the Ninth Ward today and on St. Charles and Octavia tomorrow and, and working with young entrepreneurs. I'm tearing down gas stations. Uh, we just did Severn and Veterans, Buffalo Wild Wings for an entrepreneur. 
um, is coming there. And so, you know, we've really got our finger on the pulse on what's happening in the city. We're doing uh, this big job right now for Xavier. Uh, Xavier's just expanding um, leaps and bounds. They sure are. You see there's yeah. a building up there. I mean, they are buying up that neighborhood. And so that's what really charges me now is, is like, God, we're, we're, we're really on the roll now as a city. Well, you know, I mean, it really is what entrepreneurs do is so much more than what people think they do and, and what drives them. So you guys uh, are incredibly important to this community. And um, we, we're checking our inbox now. So I'm going to our producer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there's a, a question that's coming from inbox. So Grant, what do you got? Tim, I got a number of questions. We put out on Twitter and Facebook the who's going to be on our show each week, and we get a list of all sorts of weird questions. This one is actually quite interesting. From Talia Sharp, who asks, when you have a nuts and bolts business that relies on actual performance, how important, if at all, is social networking and website presence, say, compared to old-fashioned word of mouth and personal recommendations? Well, I'm a huge uh, Facebooker, media, social media user, um, although I'm, pr I'm actually really preferential to Facebook. I, I like the pictures on Facebook. Um, and it has been great. It's been phenomenal for me. And I have gotten a lot of international buzz because people out of the UK in, in demolition are seeing what we're doing here. They've written articles on us. They'll follow us. So it's not just your local community. And it's not been only branding in my city. It's been branding in the industry. And... Um, I recently attended a, a conference in Amsterdam and the Demolition Association made a comment just saying, oh, you know what D Demo Diva's done for the whole industry is put a buzz back in, in things. So what you can do for your industry in business is really used through social media marketing or it's the venue, the platform. Um, I'd have to say the web presence is critical for me. Let me give you an example this morning. Uh, I got a phone call about an hour and a half before I, was, um, before I came here, and it was uh, a gentleman from Montana that went to one of the resorts where one of the showers is installed and loved it and, decide, and called me because he went online and he went to the website and he called me because he wants to put one um, in his home. And we discussed the options for a residential version and so forth. But the way that works is there's, there's so much that... Um, there's so much that's more easily communicated in, in images and diagrams and so forth. And so we both had the website up at the same time and I could just walk him through it and talk to him about it. And, and that's, how, that's, how we, that's how we do it. And in fact, it would be, if we didn't have the website, I'd be putting a packet in the mail and when you got the packet, then we get on the phone. So what it does is it totally expedites the whole process for me. I mean, it's invaluable. Okay, to our audience, if, if you have any other questions or comments, please drop it uh, to Out to Lunch inbox at outtolunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us. Uh, we're at, at itsneworleans. So right now we have one final question. And on, listening are investors and billionaires and people all around the world. And I'm going to ask you one question because they want to know is what's next and what are your future plans and what's the big idea? What's the vision here? And I'm going to start with you, uh, Taylor. Okay. Tell me, the, wh where are you going with this? Okay, so, so where we are is we have, um, we currently have um, showers installed in spas, in luxury resorts and spas, and a couple in some residences. And one of the markets that we're interested in going to right now, what we, we have identified, we've gone back and we've identified four markets for ourselves. Athletics, 
the spa world, of course, home, home use, and then uh, health care, uh, like assisted living facilities and things of this sort, and uh, physical therapy. And so where, where we have headed, where we are headed is we are looking to, uh, we're looking for investment right now. We're in discussions with three different investors at the moment, and uh, we're raising money to simultaneously go after the athletic market and the home market. And the athletic market we see uh, as, you know, being everything from professional teams to fitness centers to international soccer teams, international rugby, all these teams. Um, so the athletic market we think is, uh, it's a very strong, lucrative market, steady market. The home market is the big hit. And what we're looking there is to come into the luxury home market and that's, that's a substantive market, and then ultimately that could eventually turn into uh, off-the-shelf product that you could see at Lowe's or Home Depot. Well, I'm happy to beta test that at my house. If <laughs> <I can. laughs> Simone, what's your, tell me where you're going. Where's um, okay, I'm going uh, to give you the short answer and the, vent, the big box answer. Yeah. The short answer is we're, we, we want to be doing more disaster recovery. Um, and that, by that I mean flood zones um, growing outside of the footprint of Louisiana. And we're making those connections and um, attending conferences that would position us for those kind of contracts. Um, big picture, dreaming Oprah style. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like to be synonymous with um, basically the American Red Cross. So what, when the American Red Cross lands, everybody thinks hope and help has arrived. Well, when they see the Demo Diva and our pink heavy equipment, I want to be the same synonymous with that, that the Demo Diva has arrived, and we're there to help. Simone and, and, and the Demo Diva and Taylor Guyan from Spa Workshop, I am thrilled to have uh, be able to sit down with you guys here. Thank God Peter was in Pittsburgh and spend some time learning more about your business. You both are a very exciting points of your company's development, and we look forward to watching you prosper and your impact in New Orleans. Thank you so much for joining us for Out to Lunch. Oh, thank you. Thank you, too. My, my guests today on Out to Lunch have been Simone Bruni from the Demo Diva and Taylor Guyan from Spa Workshop. More information on taking it down to the dirt with Simone or washing the dirt off with Taylor, follow the links to Demo Diva and Spa Workshop on our site, itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday, and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our, our technical producer is Eric Merle. <laughs> our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Bridgden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing adventures in, Cres in the Crescent City Commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com, including Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, and Coming Soon, Win Win. You can get in touch with us by email. We're out to lunch at it, itsneworleans.com or tweet us. We're at itsneworleans. Thank you to our friends at WWNO, New Orleans' source for NPR news, and thank you for joining us on Out to Lunch today. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Peter Raschuti will be back here in the hot seat or the, the hot host seat uh, uh, at Commander's Palace next week, and I hope you'll join him. Until then, from the Ida Village, I'm Tim Williamson. Goodbye. <laughs>